Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Neil and Lisa H., Nancy S., Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, and Jody F for your donations to the channel. And I want to apologize for my recent absence. I have been suffering with severe vertigo and found myself in the hospital over the weekend only to learn my insurance has eliminated the hospital from their list a month ago. So if you are able and are interested in helping this channel, or with a hospital bill, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. Law experts insist there is scant chance that Kissinger will ever be tried as a war criminal, although some of his close political associates, including the Chilean dictator General Augusto Pinochet, did undergo that experience. Kissinger's policies were, after all, concocted in the White House, and the historic legal immunity that that building for myriad crimes has become familiar to Americans over the past years. Even Arthur's, whose viewpoints are somewhat between the two extremes, from Walter Isaacson to Jill Troy, have presented troubling accounts of how Heinz Kissinger, born in Firth, Germany, ruthlessly achieved worldwide fame and fortune. The family name was originally Loeb, revamped by Kissinger's great-great-grandfather, Mayer, who aspired to the glamour associated with the Bavarian spa town of Bad Kissingen. Comparably, Kissinger's career may have seen as an exercise in ambitious self-creation behind which little can be identified as genuine. His near century is epitomized by a television commercial broadcast in November of 2001 filmed to lure tourists back to Manhattan after the September 11 attacks. The ad showed a body double for Kissinger rounding the bases of Yankee Stadium and belly flopping into home plate. A close-up is shown of Kissinger brushing dirt off his suit. Everything about this commercial is phony, possibly even including his celebrated exotic accent. Biographers have noted that Kissinger's brother, Walter, his junior by one year, immigrated to America with the rest of the family in 1938, and since then, he speaks in accent-less standard American speech. Kissinger opted for an imposing otherness by retaining his foreign speech patterns. For a huge variety of well-justified reasons, Dr. Henry Kissinger is believed by millions to be one of the single most evil individuals still living or to have ever lived. The problem with considering Dr. Kissinger as evil is that inside each of us there is a little Dr. Kissinger that lacked the nourishment to reach the heights of satanic fruition that Dr. Kissinger has reached. Literally, Kissinger is no better than Hitler. It is a great lack of perspective that one must employ to envision Henry Kissinger as the more moral man than Adolf Hitler. The ideals of Dr. Kissinger are every bit as lethal, but to different demographics of person. Like his lieutenant and subordinate in the New World Order, B.H. Obama, Kissinger won the Nobel Peace Prize. 
clear indication of an Orwellian world controlled by oligarchy propaganda. Any sensible man now regards the Nobel Prize for Peace as the most hideous badge of murder, the mark of a satanic revelry in the intent of the gravest order for humanity. Notions set forth by Dr. Kissinger include the idea that the elderly are useless eaters. That is, Nobel Prize Peace. And Dr. Kissinger is now elderly and (laughs) he still eats. Quoting Henry Kissinger, the elderly are useless eaters from his book, The Final Days. Military men are dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns for foreign policy. From his book, The Final Days. Depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world because the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. This came from a National Security Memo, number 200, dated April 24, 1974. Power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. From the book, The Final Days. Today, Americans should be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told there was an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated, that threatened our very existence. It is then that all peoples of the world will plead with world leaders to deliver them from this evil. The one thing every man fear is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by their world government. And this came from his speech at Evian, France on May 21, 1992 at a Bilderberg meeting. He was not aware, he, Henry, that the speech was being recorded by a Swiss delegate. Try as I might and try as I may, I can find no justification for the hideous and immoral philosophy of Dr. Henry Kissinger, but the saddest truth of all is that he is revered as a great man, a master statesman, a philosopher, and a teacher. How is any of this possible? What worthy deed has Dr. Henry Kissinger done for this world? What worthy deed has he done at all save his well-performed duties in the European theater of war during the Allied invasion of the very land he escaped from? Has he ever done anything for his fellows? Likely not. Henry Kissinger is the exact dumb, stupid beast pawn of foreign policy that he decried those military men were all the while himself a war veteran. Irony knows no bounds, and neither does the black heart of Henry Kissinger. Dr. Kissinger, who wrote, Depopulation should be the highest priority of U.S. foreign policy towards the third world. Depopulation, also known as eugenics, is quite another thing and was proposed under the Nazis during World War II. It is the the deliberate killing off of large segments of living populations and was proposed for third world countries under President Carter's administration by the National Security Council's ad hoc group on population policy. 
National Security Memo 200, dated April 24, 1974, entitled Implications of Worldwide Population Growth for U.S. Security and Overseas Interests, says Dr. Henry Kissinger proposed in his memorandum to the NSC that depopulation should be the highest priority of U.S. foreign policy towards the third world. He quoted reasons of national security and because the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. Wherever a lessening of population can increase the prospects for such stability, population policy becomes relevant to resources, supplies, and to the economic interest of the U.S. depopulation policy because the top priority under the NSC agenda, Club of Rome, and U.S. policymakers like General Alexander Haig, Cyrus Vance, Ed Muskie, and Kissinger. According to an NSC spokesman at the time, the United States shared the view of former World Bank President Robert McNamara that the population crisis is a greater threat to U.S. national security interests than nuclear annihilation. So, in 1975... Henry Kissinger established a policy planning group in the U.S. State Department's Office of Population Affairs. The Depopulation Global 2000 document for President Jimmy Carter was prepared. It is no surprise that this policy was established, of course, under President Carter with help from Kissinger and Brzezinski all with ties to David Rockefeller. Henry Kissinger should have the door shut in his face by every decent person and should be shamed, ostracized, and excluded. No more dinners in his honor, no more respectful audiences for his absurdly overpriced public appearances, no more smirking photographs with hostesses and celebrities, no more soliciting of his worthless opinions by psychophanic editors and producers. One could have demanded this at almost any time during the years since his role as the only unindicted conspirator in the Nixon Watergate gang and since the exposure of his war crimes and crimes against humanity in Indochina, Chile, Argentina, Cyprus, East Timor, and most atrocities worldwide. Kissinger is that rare and foul beast, a man whose record shows sympathy for communism and fascism. It comes from a natural hatred of the democratic process, which he has done so much to subvert and undermine at home and abroad, and an instinctive affection for totalitarians of all stripes. True, full membership in this bestiary probably necessitates that you say something at least vicariously approving about the final solution. What's striking about the Nixon tapes is that they showed Kissinger managing this ugly feat without anyone asking him. Let this character be at last treated like the reeking piece of ordure that he is. (laughs) 